Well, folks, shortly before he surrendered to the Georgia legal system yesterday, Donald Trump replaced his top lawyer representing him in that particular criminal trial. He had been represented by a man by the name of Drew Findling, and he has now replaced him with high profile, white collar criminal defense attorney, Stephen Sadow. And immediately upon taking on Donald Trump as a client, Mr. Sadow, if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, issued a statement that proves, yep, you're kind of an idiot. Here is what his statement said. I have been retained to represent President Trump in the Fulton County, Georgia case. The president should never have been indicted. He is innocent of all the charges brought against him. Now, here's the thing. If this dude had just stopped right there, perfectly fine statement, right? That's what a lawyer should say. Like my client is innocent of these charges. The charges never should have been brought. The end. Thank you very much. That is my statement. That is how you professionally handle that situation. But then as per usual, he didn't stop there. He then said, we look forward to the case being dismissed or if necessary, an unbiased, open-minded jury finding the president not guilty. Prosecutions intended to advance or serve the ambitions and careers of political opponents of the president have no place in our justice system. See, you just did two things right there. First, you made an incorrect assumption as to why Donald Trump is being prosecuted in the first place, which shows that you are clearly buying into Donald Trump's awful legal defense of, Hey, I'm being prosecuted because I'm running for president. You walk into court saying that crap, you're going to get laughed out of there and your client's going to go to prison for the rest of his life. The other thing, the first thing you actually said there was, you know, as long as we have an unbiased, open-minded jury. See, that kind of gives up the game too, because you're already admitting like, Hey, listen, if we get a regular Atlanta jury, this guy's toast. So we have to hope that we can get a favorable jury because the facts of this case are not on our side. That's what that means. See, as I've always said, you know, I've worked in a law firm with some of the best lawyers in the country for 20 years. I understand how jury selection works. And I understand that sometimes certain venues, you're going to get juries that it's almost impossible, impossible to get a conviction against the corporation. I work with plaintiff's lawyers, uh, not criminal defense folks, but sometimes even in the toughest jurisdictions, good lawyers are able to secure a verdict. It doesn't matter the political leanings of these individuals. It doesn't matter their ties to the corporation, you know, that, that has been poisoning their community. If the evidence is good, you can get a conviction if you're a good lawyer. And this guy in his statement stupidly admits like, Hey, listen, I got to make sure I get just the right jury because otherwise I can't win. That's not a statement you want to hear coming from your lawyer. And granted, he didn't say it in those words, but we can interpret the meaning here. And he is admitting whether he wanted to or not, that he doesn't have the facts of the case on his side. And his only hope of keeping his client out of jail is to make sure that he gets a Trump favorable jury, not a strong statement, not a smart statement. And it shows you how screwed Donald Trump probably really is.
Carrie Lake, the failed Republican gubernatorial candidate in the Arizona gubernatorial race from 2022, is fending off a defamation lawsuit by a Maricopa County recorder by the name of uh, Stephen Ricker. Now, Mr. Ricker has been the target of Ms. Lake's ire for quite some time. She has specifically mentioned him. She's made some outrageous accusations against him, claiming that he intentionally misprinted the ballots so that she would lose and all this other crap. So he sued her for defamation, right? I mean, you're impugning his integrity to do his job, something that could result in him not being able to get a job in the future. And of course, leading to threats against him all by the way, meet the standard for defamation, even, and this is important for a public official. Well, recently Carrie Lake sent her lawyers into court trying to file an anti-slap suit to get this whole thing dismissed. And in their filing, they seem to admit to admit that yeah, Carrie Lake lied about this guy, but she is totally allowed to lie about this man. Here's what they said. This is absolutely idiotic. (laughs) Lake's lawyer said Ricker's suit should be dismissed because he works for the state and he only brought the suit to deter, retaliate against and prevent defendants lawful exercise of their free speech rights on the core public issue of election integrity. They said, quote, in the filing, an anti-slap motion is not an attempt to adjudicate falsity, but to avoid the burden of having to justify statements concerning core political speech. Okay. So like, yeah, we don't want to get into the nuts and bolts about whether or not what she said is false, right? I think we can all agree it didn't happen. By the way, courts have already ruled uh, in Carrie Lake's previous lawsuits that these allegations against this man were false and she had no evidence to back them up. So you already have that working against you. And then your lawyers file this thing saying, Hey, listen, yes, she may have lied about the guy, but let's not make this about lying. Let's instead make this about the freedom of speech and let's not censor Carrie Lake because she's allowed to say horrible things about people that may ruin their lives because he's a public official, right? That's what they're trying to argue because yeah, the bar for defamation against a public official is much higher than it is for an average citizen. But this man filed the lawsuit as an average citizen, not through his work. So whether or not that means anything, that'll be for the courts to decide. Honestly, I don't think it is because you're still that public official. However, even though he's a public official, he's not exactly a a well-known, he's not a national figure. So would his status as a Maricopa County election recorder, does that rise to the same level as like president Biden? Definitely not. So you're going to have a little bit of legal leeway with that. So the bar may be higher, but it's not going to be as high as Carrie Lake would like it to be. But even if the bar is high, you're still not legally allowed to do this. Like slander, libel, defamation are not protected forms of speech. You cannot just say whatever you want about any public official and then say, that's my freedom of speech, right? No, they can in fact sue you. Most public officials, you know, the, the higher up people, members of Congress, things like that. They don't bother with filing defamation lawsuits. Every time a media outlet says something about them, that's not true. They could, 
they could probably win a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. But it takes a lot of time to do that. It takes away from their jobs. That's why we don't see these lawsuits being filed every other day. They could be, but they're not. But this guy, he's a local election recorder. He printed out the ballots for the county, right? This isn't somebody that if you go to California or Florida or New York, you're going to be like, oh yeah, Stephen Ricker. Yeah, everybody's familiar with him. No, the only way they know him, the only reason he became a national figure is because of the horrible things that Carrie Lake said about him that they're basically admitting in the filing. Yeah, they were totally false, but she's allowed to lie about these people. They're going to find out the hard way that this legal argument they're trying to make is not only not going to work, but it's probably going to seriously hurt them in the end. Well, folks, immediately following Wednesday night's Republican primary second place debate, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who apparently was in attendance, tried to go back into the Fox News spin room. And that's not, you know, uh, it's a spin room because it's Fox. No, that's actually what it's called at the debates. They have these areas where the media personalities are, where the surrogates get to go and be interviewed. Sometimes the candidates get interviewed and it's called a spin room for very obvious reasons. And Marjorie Taylor Greene shows up and she goes walking her happy self back there, says, I'm going to be interviewed. And Fox News says, no, no, you're actually not. We're not going to talk to you, Marjorie. Um, because you're a surrogate for Donald Trump who wasn't on that stage. And we're only focusing on people on that stage, but they didn't just say that to Marjorie Taylor Greene. They said it to Matt Gates as well. They said it to Donald Trump jr. Had security, get him out of the way, but nobody was more furious about it than Marjorie Taylor Greene. So she did what anybody would do. And she went whining over to her boyfriend who was covering it for the right side broadcast network. And this is what green told her boyfriend, Brian Glenn. She said, now this is a Fox news hosted debate, Brian, and they have something called the spin room, which is common at presidential debates. I'm a surrogate for president Trump. I'm also a member of Congress. And I just want to go ahead and let you know. And for the audience listening, they just blocked us out. They would not allow myself, Matt Gates, and other any other Trump surrogates in go into the spin room. So this is censorship from Fox News. This is censorship, not allowing surrogates for President Trump to go into the spin room. I'm sorry. I'm still so mad that we just were blocked out. I literally am furious. We have freedom of speech. President Trump's speech is constantly being canceled, Brian. He's being arrested and indicted in Fulton County tomorrow because of his speech, because he said the election was stolen in 2020. And now us as surrogates for president Trump supporting his candidacy wanted to talk about his message in the spin room tonight have been censored and blocked out. I'm sorry to come in hot. I just can't believe this happened. Yeah. You love to be the victim. Don't you? You love to act like you're being censored. You're being canceled for the love of God. The word censor and censorship has been used so much by conservatives for things that are clearly not censorship that it's just lost all meaning at this point. Like that word is meaningless because Republicans have abused it so much. You were not being censored. Yes, you have a right to freedom of speech and you're exercising that while talking to your boyfriend on right side broadcast network. Fox news does not have to put you on the air ever. That's not a violation of your freedom of speech. Not to mention the fact 
that you were told, and this is why I say she's playing the victim. She's just playing it up for the cameras. You were told, so was Matt Gates, so was Donnie Jr. All you people that were rejected from the Fox News spin room, y'all were told in advance you wouldn't be able to go in because if Trump's not participating, his surrogates are not going to be able to participate. So you knew, you knew, but you chose to make a scene. That's what you did. Like you are Congresswoman Karen at this point, because you knew they weren't going to let you in, but you wanted a story. You wanted to spin a narrative to the audience at Right Side Broadcast Network that Trump is being censored. I'm being censored. Junior's being censored, but you knew that that was going to happen. But it doesn't matter if you knew it was going to happen. You know, you could have just not done that and whined about it, but it wouldn't have been as powerful. You had to get that physical rejection so that you could get angry enough to then go whine to your boyfriend about what happened. Trump Jr. did whine a bit too. He said, it shouldn't surprise us. And and it's also why Trump was 100% right not to go to this debate. Fox won't let us, won't let me into the spin room. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise you. You said it shouldn't surprise us. And it shouldn't because again, they told you you weren't going to be able to go in. Y'all wanted to push a narrative, but in order to do that, you had to try to break the rules. Then when you got caught breaking the rules, you make a big scene, act like you're the victim and the rest is history. That is what Republicans do. They see a trap sitting there. Everybody says, Hey, 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 don't go into the trap. Don't go into the trap. And they're like, I'm going to go into the trap. They step in the trap and like, Oh God, I've been trapped. Everything horrible happens to me. Why is my luck so bad? It's not. You do these things to yourself because you're trying to push a narrative that somehow you are the victim, even though you made yourself into a victim when there was no need to do it in the first place. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.